With more people off work and school and spending more time at home or in the outdoors due to COVID-19 and social isolation, that may lead to an increased number of snake bites in the triangle. So let's talk about avoiding snake bites and what to do if you do get bit with Dr. Benjamin German, an emergency medicine physician at WakeMed Health and Hospitals. This is WakeMed Voices, a podcast from WakeMed Health and Hospitals. I'm Bill Klaproth. Dr. German, thank you so much for your time. So North Carolina sees more snake bites per capita than any other state. Why is that? Well, you know, in North Carolina, we have a lot of venomous snakes and we have a lot of people. And what produces bites is that human-snake interaction. So uh, North Carolina has always had a lot of snakes here. Uh, The copperheads are the predominant venomous snake in the state, but we do have other venomous snakes as well. And uh, just by virtue of uh, North Carolina being a nice place to live, we've seen a large increase in human population here over the years, and people are moving into areas where the snakes have always been and just going about their daily activities, whether it's work or recreation, they come into contact with the snakes, and that's how the bites occur. So it's kind of a perfect setup for snake bite. And this is a great discussion. As we stay in, nature comes out. So this is a good podcast to remind people about the dangers of snakes. So you mentioned the copperhead snake. What are some of the other venomous snakes found in North Carolina and specifically here in Wake County? So here in Wake County, copperheads are the primary venomous snake. In, so in, in you know, our major urban areas, that's the most likely snake that you're going to encounter uh, from a venomous snake standpoint. In the extreme eastern part of the county, there are cottonmouth snakes, and they are a relative of the copperhead. Their bites can be a little bit more severe than a typical copperhead bite. If you get out of Wake County into other parts of the state, we have three different species of rattlesnake. There's the eastern diamondback rattlesnake, the timber rattlesnake, and the pygmy rattlesnake, but we don't usually see bites from those snakes right here in the immediate triangle area. Right. So how can people avoid snake bites? So, you know, the best way to avoid snake bite is just being aware of your surroundings. So you want to be careful around wood piles, leaf piles, anywhere a snake might come out and want to bask. As the weather warms up more consistently, the snakes start to become more active at night. And so particularly later May and through the summer, most of our bites occur right at dusk or after dark when people are walking around the house or or walking on trails or picking things up outside the house when it's after dark. But, you know, a a flashlight is your best friend when you go out around your house or out um, around the town uh, after dark. And, um, and just really watching carefully where you put your hands and feet is, uh, is going to prevent many bites. So watch out for those times that you described. Bring a flashlight. That could be your best friend. And certainly watch your hands and feet. So then what should someone do if they are bitten by a snake? So the first thing to do is try to avoid being bitten a second time, which actually does happen where people get bitten by a snake and then they think they have to capture it or kill it, and sometimes they'll sustain additional bites during that process. So the first thing is just to get away from the snake. It's not critical uh, that you identify the snake or that you certainly bring the snake to the ER. We don't uh, recommend that people do that. 
we can generally tell what type of snake bit you based on the, the clinical picture, what the symptoms are. And again, here in the triangle area, copperheads are, are far and away the most predominant offenders, and so we're, we're usually dealing with a copperhead bite if there are signs of envenomation. Now, sometimes people get bitten by non-venomous snakes. We, we have lots of different species of non-venomous snakes here as well. And from a non-venomous snake bite, there's typically minimal pain, no swelling, no other signs of envenomation. So we're also usually able to tell if someone was not envenomated based upon uh, the clinical picture. Now, if, if it's possible to get a cell phone photo of the snake in a safe way, that can be very helpful. Uh, because if we can determine it's non-venomous, then really it, uh, uh, the treatment for those bites is wound care, maybe a tetanus shot if you're not up to date on that, and then you can go home. So if you do get bit, is it a general rule of thumb that you automatically go to the emergency department? You know, if, if a person is certain that it's a non-venomous snake bite, uh, they don't necessarily have to come to the emergency department. But if someone is unsure, or certainly if there's any pain, any swelling, any signs of local injury, it is very important to come to the emergency department. Venomous snake bites can worsen in a short period of time, and we do have treatments for envenomation. There is antivenom available, and the earlier we administer it, generally the better the outcome. And once again, just to be clear, no need to bring the snake to the emergency department. Is that right? Absolutely. We Every year we do see people that, that try to capture the snake or kill the snake and then and bring it in to the emergency department thinking that it will be helpful. Um, and, you know, the interesting thing is even a snake that has been killed can still be dangerous. So we've seen over the years a few people get bitten by uh, what they thought was a dead snake. They cut the head off, and the head is actually able to bite for up to an hour or two after it's removed from the body. So I've definitely seen that, where people cut the head off and then 30 minutes later pick it up, and then they get bitten. So, yeah, the, the, the less someone interacts with the snake, the better. And most people would probably agree with you on that. So I know you mentioned treatment a little bit before, but can you talk more about the treatment for snake bites once someone reaches the emergency department? Sure. For, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take a, a typical copperhead bite, for example. Um, if someone is envenomated, which means the snake actually injected venom into their body, um, usually the first thing they feel is pretty severe pain, and they know something is wrong. So when they arrive to the emergency department, our primary focus initially is determining were they envenomated, if they were treating the pain, because again, that can be very severe as the venom starts to destroy tissue. Um, typically we place an IV, we check some blood work because snake venom can affect blood clotting and other um, uh, parameters on your lab work. So we check that and then we're trying to determine if a person needs or meets criteria for antivenom. And typically, if someone shows signs of envenomation and there's signs that, that the syndrome is getting worse, in other words, worsening pain, worsening swelling, we'll have a discussion about uh, whether or not to administer antivenom to neutralize the snake venom. And if you could wrap it up for us, Dr. German, what else should we know about snakes and snake bites? You know, I think in light of the current COVID-19 pandemic, 
uh, people just need to be extra careful because people are out of work, they're uh, out of school, they're doing more outdoor activities, which is great, but um, it does raise the, the potential for more human-snake interaction. So we've already seen a trend uh, early on this year of increasing numbers of bites, and uh, you know, I just want people to be aware of that. The other thing I want to mention, too, is that some people are really afraid of going to the emergency department these days because of the pandemic, but this is a condition where we don't want them to stay at home and try to tough it out. We've, we've also seen that trend where people, because of, of fear or not wanting to, to come to the emergency department, they're staying at home with serious conditions. Um, you know, we've seen it with heart attacks and strokes and other medical emergencies. So uh, I want people to know the emergency department is safe and, um, you know, the potential for contracting the virus from coming to the emergency department is extremely low. Um, so I don't want that to be a deterrent to seeking medical care for a true emergency. And that's a really good message. The emergency department is open and ready for you. So hopefully you won't. But if you do get bit by a snake, make sure you head right to the emergency department at Wake Med. Dr. German, this has really been informative. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. That's Dr. Benjamin German. And for more information, please visit wakemed.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out the full podcast library for topics of interest to you. I'm Bill Klaproth with WakeMed Voices, brought to you by WakeMed Health and Hospitals in Raleigh, North Carolina. Thanks for listening.